Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rough sketch. <laughs> rough sketch. Uh, what's the difference between me and you? You, you. What's the difference between me and you? You.
Chaos Chen, the rapper. Y'all check him out on social media. We're going to get into the topic here in about five more minutes, man. We're going to let another LC song play. And then we're going to get right into it. Topic of the day is life insurance, man. It's a wealth principle. Are you covering it? Your family covering Right. Peace to the God. But nigga, we made it. We just had to have. Cause just like Jimmy nigga, I got so Just like Jimmy nigga, I fuck it up Drop a bag for the nigga Gon' swank us cause a nigga love to be all y'all drunk I love it when I'm thumping, knocking those down Jugging up a dude as I ride around Smelling like a pound, drinking on some crown Trying to get this dope in and out of town Steady rocking crowds, rocking like a bitch Always wanted diamonds all up on my wrist Music on my neck, is hunting on my kicks B on my fitting, always gotta make sure I gotta deal with wings on my snapback Just to complete the fit This that music in your t-shirt, this that music in your t-shirt Bitch, we don't die, we just multiply, and we stay in high, ho All the way from H-Town, back down to Ohio We tryna make these niggas haters like Trump in this thing But as long as my niggas ready to take on the world, then I'ma keep screaming out there Ain't nobody fucking with my campaign, campaign, campaign Ain't nobody fucking with my campaign Bang, bitch, I got champagne, and bitches poppin' for the campaign. 
Once again, Barack Talk Radio, your man, El Divine Bay, Robbie about to get back into these topics, man. Me and Prem, we ball like Hakeem, the dream was by Dracula's in the form of a championship team. We bring in day and unusual, and that's why these hoes are choosing. The men with swagger, batter, and batty on your bed at Red Roof, and I'm fierce. But later be known behind these nerdies, I'm a monster. Flexing my brain to make lives bigger than Rock Lobster. Rock Lobster to all these humorous motherfuckers. Call Rogers to any fucking cop. That then you can stop the nigga like Frank Lucas before that mean coat And still steal your hope for 30 minutes of deep bro Black rock that need a woe And some gas from Jeezy Some hump from Rick Ross and that from Weezy Cause it ain't easy to do this quite like I could I'm sick without Lexus and so I start to throw up my hood Just to show these people what's inside of me And think I was fucked up that I am the only survivor in me If I could change the soul a child's mind before the end of mankind Then I could smoke and run some damn fine Saturday afternoon, man. You know what I'm saying? I had a little trying week. <laughs> Lost one of my uh, close childhood friends, man. You know, uh, and that was kind of um, the reason for the topic. Not the main reason, but it was a reason because a lot of people fail to realize that, that wealth principles, it's not just, you know, concerning, you know, the credit factor, you know, the business and all of that, uh, the number one wealth principle 
as far in regards to to what I do and and and, and how I think is your health. So without without health, then you know none of this even matters because if you're not healthy, if you're not gonna be here, the principles that I'm trying to uh, teach out here, it's not gonna do anybody any good if if you're not healthy. So the number one wealth principle, and I and I kind of share this in my in my live seminars, is health. So if you're not healthy and you don't practice being healthy, you know, getting getting to the bag is 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 irrelevant because as you're struggling to get to that bag, whatever the the plans that you're trying to to uh, see through in regards to getting that bag, it's 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 related to something, right? So if you're trying to get a bag, what what is your purpose for that bag? Is it that you're trying to acquire some things while you're here? Is it uh, to make sure that your family is straight when you're gone? You know, a lot of a lot of hustlers and a lot of people out in the street, you know, I hear it all the time where they say, I'm, I'm not here doing this for my family. You be on the block so, so hard trying to get your weight up. And, you know, once you get your weight up, then you want to get your, your, uh, your gear up. You want to get your your status up, so you in the club. You know, I see I see hustlers all the time. You know, in my DJ days, like I, I was in the club DJing for 32 years, man, and, you know, I seen a whole lot of hustlers in the club. And uh, not to knock it, because, I mean, if you're out here putting putting your life on the line, taking penitentiary chances and, you know, you know, you got that bag for that week or, or that day or whatever the case may be, and you want to go out and you know, celebrate celebrate life. I encourage that. But also remember why you said you're out there hustling. You know what I'm saying? If you chasing that bag to impress females, your homeboys, you wanna be the, the king on your block or whatnot, that's chasing a lifestyle. It's not really chasing a bag. And we have to understand and learn the difference between the two. Some of us get a chance to, uh, you know, correct it and, you know, put on a real big boy lens to see what it is for real, and some of us don't. You know, a lot of our, a lot of us die way too early, you know, a lot of us, man. We lose a lot of young black men, uh, and excuse me for using the term black. I just use it sometimes when I'm expressing our people because a lot of people, you know, they, they really haven't even come to that that portion of of of, of awakening or consciousness that you know we, we we're gonna have to get out of calling ourselves black in the legal stance. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that. Speaking amongst each other, we we can use that term because I know what it means to you. But in a legal stance and uh when we speaking to other individuals as a status when it comes to law, that term black is is basically it means you're you're dead in law, or you know it's another it's another term of enslavement. So black Negro, all of those terms and they're they're all uh, terms of enslavement. They're they're adjectives, and we we just need to try and get out 
calling ourselves that when we're speaking to others and we're when we classifying ourselves as that as a people because that we're not. <clears throat> but I ain't gonna dwell on that too much. But uh, back to what I was talking about in regards to why, you know, a lot of my people out here, we out here hustling. I know for a fact. Uh, one of the friends that I lost. Um, I'm I'm I, I mean I feel comfortable saying his name because you know I'm a newly cat for a little over thirty five thirty six years, you know, in the time that he came into my life or we came into each other's life, you know, we was young, like thirteen fourteen. So, although you know we didn't keep in touch once we got you know, into our older adult life, you know, mid thirties and forties. Cause you know, we got families and, you know, our priorities change, but, um, my man, Keith Wilson, he was a good dude, man. And, and, you know, we all was out here trying to get, get our weight up. Thing I could say about that man, you know, he, he really valued family because he came from a big family and, and his, and his, and his brothers and, you know, they instilled that in him, you know? So, Anybody that, that, that knew him, you know, because a lot of us come from broken homes, single-parent families. You know, a lot of us didn't have our fathers in our life. So when you when you, when you you clutch on to a brother like Keith, Rake, Razor, Kitty Bug, you know, when you come into your life, you know what I'm saying, you, you get to see that camaraderie. And, uh, you know, he was a big brother to a lot of people. He was known as Big Unk to a lot of the young G's out here now, but... You know, he, he was more than that. You know, he was a friend. So we had conversations about our kids and about what we wanted to do and about how we wanted to make sure we was there for them and we was there to instill some of these principles, not necessarily wealth principles, but just life principles in our kids, man, especially our sons. And, you know, we wanted to try and be there as protectors for our daughters. So we wanted to change the course, man, because it's a, a horrible cycle, you know, in our community where, the father's not there, and the, and the sons is left to grow up without a father, and they grow up in the streets, and you know they they easily influenced to to do what 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 they see, you know, and you know I see a little bit of a change happening right now, and um, not to take anything from anybody that's doing whatever they got to do because hey that's how we had to get it. Did nobody have the blueprint for us? So in regards to this life insurance, man, like I said. Um, he had his home going yesterday, and you know the church was packed. You know it was a lot of, lot of, lot of legends from our city was there. So that was a test of his, his uh, manhood as far as being a, you know, a real, real, real dude out here, man. Because you know, a lot of people that they that's highly respected in our communities for whatever reason. You know, it's it's big that they come, you know, to say their goodbyes. Because a lot of people, you know, they 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 hate on you, but when you respected, you know, when you loved, respected, and feared, you know, you can't do nothing but tip your hat and salute, salute that man. So, I'm gonna miss my dude, man. And uh, crazy as it may seem, another uh, partner of mine, by the name of Mike Howard, rest in paradise to both of y'all. Um, his 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 uh funeral is today, and you know I just found out that his was today last night, so I really didn't have time to prepare. Plus, I had the show going on, but 
all these things, man, recently just happening, and this is just the first month of the year, lost another friend earlier in the year, uh, well, at the end of last year, my girl Cece, and, you know, she she uh, was a giver, man. It's like all these people that, that have been in my life for so long, you know, they're just checking out. And it's like it, it led to led me to to want to make sure I get some information to the people that you know we we don't really like to talk about or discuss you know our our the demise or us leaving here you know it's not a not a comfortable talk topic but it's something that needs to be spoken more frequently in our community because that's a part of uh, the reason why our generation is stuck. And, you know, we don't we don't have generational wealth. We don't have uh, wills. We don't have uh, things that's gonna let the babies get a get a head start on life, man. It's like we start in negative, we leave in negative. And some of us, if we don't have our affairs in order, we leave the burden on our kids or our you know significant others to to make sure that we have a have a, a funeral. You know, and sad, sad as it may seem, you know, a lot of times while we out here living, you know, we spending frivolously, you know, on cars, on a uh, little bit of everything. <laughs> you know, I, I know cats that blow thousands in the strip club, and I'm not knocking anybody that that, that dances for a living. I mean, you, that's your that's your occupation, but if you got it to do that. Just make sure your affairs are in order, cause I would hate to see one of my one of my uh, one of my young bulls out here or one of my OGs out here making it rain in the club, and they don't have a life insurance policy in place for their family, man. So, you know, we just need to take take a little more, you know, ownership of of of, of our life and our legacy, man. We don't want to just be a picture on a T-shirt, man. So, topic today. Is life insurance is a wealth principle? Are you covered? Now, this whole life insurance thing, it can get a little tricky, man. There's so many different types of life insurance. There's so many different um, policies. You, you have, I'm going to throw some terms out here that you may or may not be familiar with. Whole life insurance, accidental death life insurance, variable universal life insurance, uh, what's another one that I hear a lot? That you know, then you then they got the more straightforward ones like burial insurance. That's just to make sure that you you know that you your body's gonna be taken care of and you're gonna be able to have that taken care of. You know, if you don't need no extra, if you don't have kids, or if you don't have you know a significant other, then you know you you might just want to get burial insurance. That way, you know, you release your body. I get you know put back into the earth, or you have some arrangements if you choose you know uh, not to be buried and be cremated. That's that's the choice you know that you can have as well. But uh, group term life insurance—that's something that I'm uh, leaning toward being more uh, active in because group term life insurance uh, in regards to families and uh, family trust accounts. And we'll get into 
the trust side of it on another another day, but I want to kind of keep keep on topic today about the life insurance and the different types of life insurance. Now, uh, permanent life insurance, term life insurance, like I said, the burial insurance, no medical life insurance. Uh, the group term, we we're gonna jump into that and life insurance and annuities. It's so many different topics, man. It could it could really get you know, confusing, and, and if you're dealing with somebody like an insurance agent or an insurance broker that that don't really have your best interest in hand, you know, that could be a problem as well. So the thing that we must do and, and must get accustomed to doing moving forward in these days and times is doing a little research, and, and um, that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm 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 going to do some research for you, so. Doing research, find out which uh, insurance is, is better to fit you and your situation, man, because everybody's is not going to be the same. So, you know, somebody might get a policy that's good for them. You know, I have uh, several children. You know, me and my wife collectively, we have a large family. So somebody like us, we're going to need a very, very <laughs> um large insurance policies, you know, and that in itself can be challenging because, you know, we want to take care of the necessities to make sure that we're going to be able to, you know, have a nice home going or whatever, but we also want to leave something for our children individually and um, because everybody, you know, they don't have the same path. So I said all that to say this, you know, again, life. Life can be confusing and complicated, man, especially with these insurance, um, different types and everything. So buying life insurance is one of those life, one of those times, but it doesn't need to be, you know, confusing. So just, just getting the understanding of the different types uh, can be easier once you think and take advantage of the resources that's available to you. Like this is a resource. Uh, my show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash wealth principles 101. You can listen to this show on the archive because I know a lot of people may not, you know, be tuning in this, this early on Saturday afternoons, but uh, it's, it's archived. So you can go to that website that I just uh, mentioned and you can pull it up and you can take a listen at these topics. So, um, you know, I have some donate buttons on there just in case. You know what I'm saying? You you get in here and you hear some information that, that adds to your life, you know, donate. You don't have to donate a lot. You know, I, I, I started off, uh was going to make this a private blog, you know, where people can, you know, they donate and then they get access. But, you know, hey, the more I'm going to these funerals, the more I'm looking at our situation, man, I'm going to put this information out here. And if you, like I said, if it adds value to you, your family into your uh your life man then if you feel free to donate then do so i appreciate it because uh you know it costs to, to do the radio show and i'm gonna be looking to get some sponsors here in the future but back on the topic uh like i got about six six seven eight about eight callers in queue and after I go over uh overview some of these topics uh i'll jump in and let y'all ask some questions and I'll also be taking some questions in the chat room 
you know, in case y'all log in and y'all keeping y'all phone to where y'all can y'all can take calls. So the first thing that all people ask is do they need life insurance? Now, people in my community, it's not even a, a question. You absolutely need life insurance because I don't know too many people in my community that um, that don't have children, that don't have a significant other, a wife. You know, um, everybody might not be married, but everybody I know has, has children. And even if you got one child, you owe it to that child to make sure when you leave here that they have something that can help them with their life. You know, you might check out early, you might check out late. It doesn't matter. Your sibling, I mean, your children, they need advance or to even have a a a a, a kickstart on what they're trying to do with their life. And it's, it's our obligation to, to provide that for them. So I wouldn't even make that a question, but, you know, it's a question that was on the, the list of, of, of things that insurance agents ask. You know, do you need life insurance? But your personal situation will determine your life insurance needs. If you have no no kids and no dependents, like I said, you they they would say you don't probably need insurance. I would say you need insurance anyway because you still need to make sure that you're covered to where, you know, you can have a decent burial. So, you know, if you don't have nobody, no direct family members or friends or anybody that you came into uh, in your lifetime that may need a little help. Now I'm going to give you a perfect example. Um, Anna mine, she passed away. She didn't have any kids. But um, she had a husband, and she had, she was, uh, you know, really into the church. So she had church family. She saw people in the church, you know, that, that may have been struggling. The man just needed a little bit of, a little bit of help, man. You, you'd be surprised what ten thousand dollars would do to a family, a single family, you know, single parent family that this that where a mom is working one or two jobs and she's barely paying the bills. But you know, a five or ten thousand dollar boost might be the little bit of extra that she needs to to get get a, a car or to get you know some bills paid off to uh, to maybe you know get get a better line of credit or to get, you know, to get her to that next level. Or maybe it just, you know, might help them with a down payment for a home for her and her children. You never know how you can bless people. And, you know, if you don't have children, you don't have people in your life. Cause there's some people out here that's, that's single and they, they really, you know, they, they worked and they, they did a lot of self. But when it's time to go, you know, be a blessing to somebody, you know, that's an option. So, Another thing to uh, I want to get out here because I know our people are kind of kind of confused and conflicting on on these different types of insurance. Don't be sold or quickly sold on uh, the accidental death life insurance because I'm not saying not get it, but I'm saying if you get accidental death insurance and you don't understand the accidental part of that, you may be thinking that you're covered. And if you die of natural causes, you're not covered. 
you know. So we gotta we gotta keep that. That's what it gets back to saying: reading and researching and really understanding, you know, these different t- policies, man. Because I would hate for someone to to get an accidental death and dismemberment policy, and then they die of natural causes and. They thinking that they family gonna get a couple hundred thousand, you know, even a million, and they family is not getting a dime because that's not an accident. So you know, just be careful when you when you ask a lot of questions. If your insurance agent, you know, don't want to answer the questions that you have, get online, go to Google, man. Uh, look look some of these terms up. Look some of this stuff up. Or you can always come back, you know, to this archive. Check this out. Check the archive out. You know, I'm not going to cover every line by line, but I'm going to give you some game and give you a head start on uh, the information about um, life insurance, man, the different types and, you know, how much do you need. So I'm, I'm going to get back to, to my uh, my script here because I put a little work in. So I did a little research for y'all so y'all don't have to. So let's get back on this for a minute. Okay, we got about 20. 22, 22 in queue. I'm going to jump in there and, and let y'all chime in and ask some questions here. Probably at about uh, 1.45, right before right before the 2 o'clock hour, because we're going to be going to 3, because it's a lot of information, and I want to make sure I get, get the overview. want to make sure I get the overview out, and I also want to make sure that I give you an opportunity to ask some questions once we get into that part of the program. So, um, how much insurance that you need. So a lot of factors that play into that. Uh, the amount of insurance or life insurance that you need depends on factors such as your other sources of income, how many dependents you have, your debts, and your lifestyle. The general guideline is between five to ten times your annual salary. So say, for instance, you you make 50000 a year. So your insurance, your life insurance that you wanna wanna get should be somewhere between two hundred and fifty thousand or five hundred thousand dollars, and that's that's about five to ten times your annual salary. So um, that's a that's a guide where you can kind of gauge it, but you know it's not limited to that. But that that will probably give you know your loved ones a nice little boost if. Um, five times your salary, that's like five years of income for you. And if they're left with five years of your income that you make right now that you're you're sustaining without your, you know, necessities or your needs, that should, you know, give give your family a nice little boost to get them out of whatever tax bracket they're in and out of, you know, the situation. So they can use that those funds to uh you know, purchase a home, pay off a home. If you had a home, uh, you know, a lot of us don't really have property when we go. And that's another thing, you know, we, we need to start investing more in property and keeping that property in our family. Like no family should not have at least one house or some type of land to where if all hell broke loose that everybody could be able to have a roof over their head you know, and if you have, you know, a decent amount of land, you can expand on that land and, you know, stretch that house out to where, you know, you can house your people in, in the time of, uh, you know, need. 
So these are some of the things that, you know, we really want to get into and we really want to start taking serious because those days are coming, man. I mean, I don't know if y'all can feel it, but, you know, we're in a time right now where it's it's uncertain about a lot of things. But, you know, we had it for, for a time of, of where we really going to have to come together as a family, as a people, and we got to look out for one another, you know. So, yeah, so the insurance is a factor, but we want to, we don't want to make it seem as if that's the, 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 the all in all, because uh, quite honestly, if you can take care of some things while you're here, that would be the best bet. Do some investments in, in some things that's uh, tangible, like gold, silver. You can get some of those things and, and, and get you, you know, a, a, a nice safe or some offshore accounts to where you know you have that. And on top of your life insurance uh, policies, make sure that, you you know, you could get a will together. Get a will and, you know, get your estate together. Set up a trust account. You know, make sure everything that you want distributed to who you want is in writing and it's in documented as a contract. That'll save, you know, a lot of heartache, a lot of argument. So, you know, when you go, make sure you go out with, with honor, man. Make sure when you leave here, people don't have nothing bad to say about you or you put your family in, you know, a worse situation than you would if you were still here. So the type of life you should buy. Uh, the big one is, or the number one will be term life insurance. And term life insurance versus whole life insurance the debate is always going to be a debate, especially in the insurance world. So if you get an insurance agent or you speak with someone about life insurance, find out what they think is the better uh, option. You know, find out what they're more lenient to and ask them why, you know, because some experts say that if you're, less than 40 years old and you don't have a family position of life-threatening illness, you know, like you don't, not, don't have cancer or, you know, some, some something that could, you know, take you out of the game earlier than when, you know, your life expectancy. They would tell you to go for term, term insurance, which offers a death benefit but no cash value. So you might want to take that in consideration. And um, you can look that up. Term life, I gave you a brief description, you know, of, of what term life is. So if you think, if you're like, like I said, if, you, if you're less than 40 years old and you don't have like a family, you know, a big family or anything like that, and your family is not prone to cancer, heart attacks, high blood pressure, anything like that, uh, or life-threatening illnesses, then term life insurance might be good for you. You know, um, whole life insurance. Those are the big two. Now, in this more traditional life insurance policy, the premiums, they stay the same over the life of a policy, which stays in effect until your uh, your death or your demise or your transition. Uh even after you've paid all the premiums. So 
cash reserves built up with whole life insurance. But you have no control over how it's invested. So whole life insurance, you know, people can use that in ways that um, that might help them along the way, you know, throughout their lifespan before, you know, their time is up. So as that cash reserve is built up, uh, let me give you some examples of, of what it offers. Okay. Um, whole life offers both a death benefit and a cash value. So keep that in mind. So you get, you're getting a death benefit, and it also creates a cash value, but it's more expensive, a little bit more for your money. Some of the money that you put into a whole life uh, whole life insurance policy goes towards the savings program. That saving program earns interest or is put towards the investment. So, you know, your money is sitting in a pot. Uh, it's kind of similar to like your 401k. Putting money into this insurance plan and over time, you know, the money is being invested towards other investments because you're actually growing, you're, you're earning interest and you're earning a cash, um, a cash reserve benefit as your money's in this whole life term plan. But in the end, a whole life policy, a whole life policy has been in effect after 25 years will provide a much larger benefit than a term policy. It puts you out here and, you know, out here just, just asking just random people. I'm up in the, in the room with some people that I know that, uh, together. They're not just looking to, to make a dollar off for you, actually. You know, they care about what they're doing. They care about that. They're, they're because you develop a long-term relationship with life insurance uh, agents. So you just want to make sure that you're getting the same energy that you're, that you're putting out, you know. So, yeah, I have a couple of recommendations when the call is over. But, yeah, barrier, variable life insurance. I'm going to go back over that. Um, they're, they're more expensive because – they build up that cash reserve that you can invest in uh, those different choices offered by your insurance company. And the value of your cash reserve depends on how well these investments are doing. So, like I said, it's kind of like, you know, the stock market a little bit, if you look at it like that. Um, in the period of, of economic growth, like if, if the country's doing good, your investment can grow really fast. You know, over the past, I would say the past 12 months or so, you know, economy was doing really well. So depending on, you know, how they made those investments, you could have made a nice little chunk of change from a variable life insurance plan because these policies are dependent on the stock market. So you can lose value as quickly as you gain. So you got to know and be in contact with your, uh, your, your insurance agent to see how those are doing. And, um, yeah, just, just monitor it, you know. Don't just make the payment every month and, you know, get that call saying that, you know, you lost. So you, you got to stay on top of everything. So don't ever put all your eggs in one basket and allow somebody else to. You got to be, you got to be an adult and make adult decisions. You got to, got to check your, check your spots, man. Look at that. If you're looking at it in that, that, that way, you know, check your traps, you know, 
you put that in place, you want to make sure you monitor it. Another uh, life insurance policy is called universal life. Now, with universal life, this is a flexible policy. It features both term and whole life. You can vary the amount of your premium with universal life insurance policies by using part of your accumulated earnings to cover part of the premium cost. So the earnings that you're making from uh, from your universal life insurance policy, you can use those premium costs to pay, I mean, those earnings to pay your, your premiums. And you can also vary the amount of the death benefit. So that's a little, little more flexible plan, but uh, that's something that you would do when you you're really comfortable with the whole life insurance uh, process, and you're um, you're you're monitoring that. You know, you. I would say this is more for um, people in the in the age range, a little younger. You know, they're working. You know, you 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 you're you're in the know. You know, you don't. You don't let a lot of things slip your mind, so it's flexible. You know, our, our millennials, this this might be a, a policy that they can really get into because, you know, as you're earning, you can use that to pay your premium costs. So that gives you a little more, more cash, you know, on a, on a daily or monthly basis to do things to 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 move around. Uh, for this flexibility, you you will pay higher administrative fees though. But however, the premium that you usually uh it's usually inexpensive compared to the whole life, but higher than term life. So it's right in the middle between term life and whole life. And um I'll probably get a little deeper into that one too if, if, if somebody asks a question about the universal uh life insurance. We can go into deeper deeper uh info on that one. And um Cost, that's always the issue. You know, uh, how much should life insurance cost? I'll give you an example. A healthy 30-year-old could expect to pay about $300 a year for a $300,000 term life insurance policy. Now, I'm going to say that again. A healthy... 30-year-old man, how many 30-year-olds did you know? My son's 30 years old. My oldest son, he's 30 years old. Actually, uh, his music is the music that I play on my intro, on my outro, on my shows. Now, my son's 30. He's healthy. So he could expect to pay somewhere about $300 a year. Let's say that again, $300 a year for $300,000 of term life insurance. Now, I'm I'm staying on this because I want you to understand how affordable life insurance can be when you're healthy and you get in the game early. Now, my son's 30, so I'm 50. A life insurance policy, for me, is not going to cost $300 a year. 
clearly. I'm on the other side of life. You know, I'm a non-smoker. You know, I haven't really uh, drank in about, been a little over a year, you know. I had some wine here and there. I think I took a couple beers, you know, within this year because it was kind of trying. But, you know, I used to drink, you know, kind of heavily. You know, DJing in the clubs, if you're around it, you're going to drink. (laughs) You're going to drink. But, you know, I I did some things to change, you know, my lifestyle and and how I was living. So, you know, this $300, I'm going to stay on this for a minute, man, because this is something that I need us as a people to get. We need to get this in our head, man. So, my son, $300 a year, $300,000 term life insurance. Now, he doesn't have any kids, but he is responsible for, you know, his, his brother. So, he got a brother that he's taking care of, and, you know, he has a lot of siblings. Because, like I said, I have a lot of siblings. His mom has siblings. So, we got a large family. Say that to say this. for a year. $300. Now, to my ballers, to my hustlers, I'm talking to you. If you have money to throw in the club, clearly you spend more than $300 a night when you're kicking it and tricking it. I'm going to say this. Be responsible enough to put at least $1,000 towards your life insurance. Now, what's $1,000? $1,000 will cover your ass for three years in this example. Three years. So that stack that you're making it rain in the club or that stack that you just spent on some damn Yeezys or that stack that you done got with this jacket or these, you know, Robin jeans or whatever, you know, whatever y'all rocking out there right now, man. Think about that. Think about that. $1,000 to cover you for three years if you're a 30-year-old man that's healthy. Now, what does that do for you? might not mean much to you, but what if you get, you know, what if what if the the, the worst happens? Like, some, you know, you might get shot, you might get hit, you might drop dead of a heart attack. Anything can happen within these three years. But just having a peace of mind when you sit down and have that paper filled out, and and you pay your three years in advance, you know, for three years, whether you fall out, get hit, you know, whatever. You're leaving $300,000 to somebody in your family, your kids, your mom, your your wife, your baby mom, whatever the case may be, man. Just just, just let that sit in for a minute. $1,000 that we, we, we treat so dis- disrespectful. <laughs> we just, $1,000, we, we treat $1,000 like it's $100. But we don't have no life insurance in place, bro. I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not judging 
anybody. I'm just I'm just giving you an example of of how we go about living our lives as men and we don't we don't we don't hold that responsibility, man. We don't we don't we don't check ourselves. So these conversations need to be had, man, because if I sat down, told ten ten cats that I know that's out here getting it how they live, and I told them that, they'd be like, pay my shit up for ten years then. Now imagine. Imagine. They drop three stacks down. And they cover themselves for ten years. So from thirty to forty, you don't have to worry about how you gonna get buried. You know, if if your kids gonna be left anything. If you got a couple kids, man, and you leaving them a hundred thousand a piece and maybe your girl a hundred thousand or any variation of that, man. That's powerful, man. Thousand dollars. <laughs> Okay, I, I I was on that for a little bit, man, but it really it really kind of hit home. Just just saying it out loud, man. You know, I, I read it, I, I get it, but just saying it out loud and putting it in perspective for people, you know, that I see every day, people that that don't know this information, you know. So to receive the same amount of coverage under the cash value policy would cost over three grand. So types of insurance, man, and this is a, a term life insurance. That's a death benefit. Remember, we spoke about that earlier. So now the same coverage you're talking about where you have the flexibility, flexibility to get the cash value policy where you could be earning money, and that might cost you over three grand a year. See the difference? But it's it's three hundred a year, um, a, a big deal for you. If it is, get the three hundred a year one. The best time to get your insurance and not just life. I'm talking about auto insurance, life insurance, renters insurance. This is a wealth principle right here, man. Do your best. Make it a habit, man. Make it a ritual for your family. Make it a damn law every year around income tax time. That's generally when we, uh, our people, come into, you know, a little bit of extra money. And if you, you know, if, if the tax refund ain't your, ain't your hustle, then this don't apply to you. But you still should make it a ritual to to address these things at the top of the year. And I say that to say this, when are we the most vulnerable? Well, unexpected, when we least expect it. You know, coming off the holiday season, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and then the New Year's, your New Year's resolution moving forward. And I want you to uh, hit me up with a couple of, thumbs up in the, in the chat room or something. Let me know if if you're willing to take this challenge. Our New Year's resolution as men and women should be to sit down with our insurance agents. That's life insurance. That's auto insurance. 
That's renter's insurance, home insurance, whatever insurance you need to be covered under. Let's pay that about a year, man. If we got it to, to do, let's let's do that before you go close tricking and everything we you know the 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 norm does when they get get their hands on a little bit of money. You know everybody want to run and get some clothes. Everybody want to shop. Everybody want to go on a vacation. Everybody want to do this, and that's fine. But but put in some 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 seeds, man. Take care of business. If you if you cover your auto insurance for the year, you might be paying one fifty, two fifty a month. Knock that out. Pay that three three grand or whatever it is for the year, if you can. If you can't, do six months. You know, but it's no question about the life insurance. Pay your life insurance for the entire year. You know, if if you could do like I said with the scenario with the 300 a year and you can knock it out for 10, 10 years, three bands. Get that, man. If you got three grand and you don't know if you're going to be here or not for 10 years, drop that three bands down, man. Cover yourself for 10 years. That way you don't, that's not something that you even have to worry about. Your, your, your loved ones and your children or whatever, they're going to be straight with 300 grand. If you could do more, do more. But um, no brainer, man. <laughs> no brainer. Let's take care of the life insurance for the entire year. And if you have it to do, uh, the renter's insurance or the home insurance, take care of that for the entire year. Because with the weather, man, you never know what's going to happen to your home. So take care of your 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 uh, assets, man. If you got you know stuff that's worth something in your house, you know. Put that in the in the insurance policy, man. Fire might come through, uh, tornado might come through, depending on where you live. Earthquakes, hurricanes, it's no telling, man. The the weather is unpredictable, and if you can protect yourself by any means, do that. Do that. Check your property. Protect yourself. Uh, let's make a tradition of that, man. Instead of kicking it, popping bottles, go ahead and do that. But do this first. Have that, have that sit down, you know, bring in your new year, however you want to bring it in, but have a sit down within that first week, within that first week. Or if it's more efficient for you to, to do it, you know, when they, they, they redoing the uh, insurance, I think it's either October or November, whenever they open the door for it, make it a tradition. Teach your kids. This is what we do every year. We update it. Uh, we we you can you know add more to it depending on your financial situation for that next year. If you need to lower it, do what you need to do to make sure that your life insurance is paid on an annual basis. If you can afford it, if you can't afford it, something's wrong with you. Three hundred dollars a year for a thirty-year-old healthy man. You can't put three hundred dollars down and forget about it then your priorities is just messed up. Or you need to uh you need to, to, to contact me at divinewellprinciples dot com and, you know, let me help you diversify your income. Invest in something, uh a small business. I can help you get your business started. If you work in a nine to five and you can't afford three hundred dollars in a year, you know, in a year, we can break that down. 
$3, you know, $300 divided by 12 on a monthly basis, dog. If you can't afford $300 a month, then you can't afford to be out here bullshit. You need to get some money together. Uh, I wouldn't say by any means, but it's, it's a means to get $300 out here. I bet if you can get a car for $300, you would get that car. Life insurance is more important than the car. Or are your priorities in order? Because some people will get that car and say, the hell with the life insurance, I need that car. And and I can see that if you're using that car to make more money. I know people that go out here and, and get some $300 gym shoes or some $300 jeans and don't have a, a window. What's the phrase? The pot to piss in or window to throw out of? And that's just being real, man. Um, I'm going to open this call call line up, man. Let me see. I might take some questions. What we're going to do, we're going we gonna to play. We're going to play that campaign again. Now, I'm going to go back to what's the difference. I like what's the difference. I'm going to jump in here and take a little three-minute break. And when I come back, I'm going to start taking some uh, live callers. And I'm gonna uh, answer some questions in uh, in my 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 Instagram, my Facebook uh, inboxes, because I got a lot of people that's online, but they're not calling in. And they, and I understand on Saturday it's kind of hard to call in, be able to talk with all the background noise with the children. So, BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Wealth Principles One Hundred One. The show schedule is Wednesdays Hump Day from seven p.m. to nine. And Saturdays, 1 p.m. to 3. We're going to take a quick break, about a three, four-minute break, and we're going to get right back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rough sketch. <laughs> rough sketch. Uh, uh, what's the difference between me and you? You, you. What's the difference between me and you? You, you. Uh, what's the difference between real and fake? What's the difference between love and hate? Cause most opinions are different and let me be more specific before you answer that in your head, let this marinate. Saying you real but love jacking people for bricks and chips and then when it happens to you, you look at them like you ready to retaliate on the people that did it and you in the same business that you got yourself in and that's like a pure jealousy and hate cause you love to do it but think nobody else will. That's why I installed it in my head to do the things that I feel. That's more important to get in a gorgeous woman or flossing or having paper so long. If it feel you would get lost And I'm trying to grab right by the head And stun the game like see often Cause nowadays it's rarely seen From MC to do that quite often So I sit back, enjoy life for every day that I breathe And do this music till it's time for me to leave You know you talk about some flashy Trapper and don't know an OG and the OGs I listen to told me 
end up having a dad. I'm just saying. You talk about them flashy Building up our communities, helping out one another, cause this world is more than you and me. But 
up having a dad. I'm just saying. You just talk about some flashy, flashy, and I talk about what I feel is Once again, once again, once again, peace to the gods, peace to the gods, man. All my people, that was, once again, that was L to the C, man. Chin the Rapper, Music ENT, what's the difference? Y'all can get that online, man. Just just, just Google what's the difference, L to the C. He got, he got CDs and mixtapes out there, man. Support that young man. He got a lot of positive, positive vibe music, and he working on a new project. Also, support... Your black-owned businesses, man. I had an opportunity last night to uh, stop by uh, Sporty's. Uh, me and a couple of friends of mine, after uh, you know the repast, we went over there and got some some really good food, man. I mean, uh, one of my boys got some some alligator bites, and my other partner he got him a, a salmon salmon pizza. It was you know white base sauce on there with the with the salmon and you know vegetables, it was it was tight. And I got some turkey ribs, so it was a good night. Check them out, man. They on uh, Main Street. Uh, if you're in the Dayton area, Ohio area, if you're in the Dayton area, swing past and check them out. Sporties, Sports Bar. Um, yeah, I don't know the address right now, but you can Google them and check them out, man. They really got some decent food in there. The staff is is friendly and. Had a nice time in there getting my, my eat on. So, yeah, that's a plug, free plug. It ain't going to be free too long. But, you know, if I patronize, you know, my, 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 my black businesses out here and I get good service, it's a disservice if I didn't shout them out. So, all right, we're going to get back to it. Uh, had a couple questions in the inbox and one in the chat room. So, and I figured this was going to come up. Uh, they wanted me to go further and elaborate a little more on the accidental death life insurance because uh, that's that's a policy that, that you would get a lot of advertising things in the mail for. And when you see them, you're like, man, I can afford this, and it's very affordable. But um, it's only claim if you – you pass, you know, due to an accident. So I'm going to go into it. Um, let me see my man's name. Tell me to shout him out. So let me go ahead and shout my man out. Let me find him first. I like to be transparent with my people when they, they allow me to be because he didn't have to to be shouted out or mentioned, but I'm going to mention the brother. He had a, a very viable question, so I'm going to give him a little little plug. Where you at, man? Where you at? Where you at? Well, if you listening, man, um, his name is G. Trey. Trey. G. Trey. Six out of Minnesota, G Trey Six. So G Trey Six's question was uh, about accidental uh, death life insurance. He wanted to elaborate a little more on that. Okay. When it comes to you know the accidental death, man, you know those are rare instances, but they do happen. 
you know, people, they they do pass, you know, in accidents. You know, is it, is it common? It's not really common and really not common to, to me or anybody that I know, but it has happened. You know, plane crashes, uh, you know, somebody in my community uh, just recently got hit. Um, they died crossing the street. I think they was walking in the middle of the street, two females, young females. You know, that's bad. And, and it was, you know, hit and run to, to add insult to injury. Like, I think one of the girls was 17, man. It's like, it hurt my heart when I saw that. I really don't try to watch the news like that, but I did see it, and I was like, man, 17? Like, you gonna hit a girl and just keep it moving? And then I think the other girl that she was walking with, she got hit as well, and as she was laying there, somebody, you know, another car ran over her, and it was doing some ba- pretty bad weather, I believe. But it's like, man, you, you don't have no no remorse for life, man. It's like, damn. But uh, I don't want to <laughs> ruin the mood. But, you know, I had to put that out there because that's an accidental death that happened, man. And hopefully the family, you know, they doing better and, and hopefully the the young lady that passed, you know, hopefully they have the their um, affairs in order and able to, to take care of that. And I really want to jump into that and find exactly, you know, who they're re- related to and we see if we can take up a donation for them and send it to the family. I think that happened a couple of days ago. So her, uh, our funeral uh, arrangements and everything is probably going to be coming up here soon too. But um, oh man, <laughs> when you're talking about life insurance, man, you have to talk about death. Uh, it's not a topic that I want to talk about, but we gotta make we gotta have these discussions, man. I know they're uncomfortable. I know nobody really wants to, you know, talk about this. But if we don't talk about it, 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 it goes left unsaid. And then we still suffering, we still struggling on top of the loss, on top of all of that, you know, struggling, man. It's like but trying to get y'all some remedies for this stuff, man. So uh, I'm going to go over my notes for my man, G, and we're going to see if I can answer your questions in regards to accidental death and life insurance. <clears throat> okay. So what exactly is a life insurance with coverage of accidental death? That The answer is simple. You get a normal life insurance, but if you die of an accident, you get twice or sometimes even three times the amount you have been insured for. So some will look at it as supplemental insurance. So when someone is the sole earning member of the family, whether that be a single-parent mother, single-parent father, or a household with both parents. If the father is the um, the money earner and he dies a sudden death, the whole family is, is shattered, man. It's like when the breadwinner is, is gone, like who, who who picks up the torch, you know? And that's, 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 that's really how, how things go, man. But in our community, sad to say, is generally not, not the the father. It's usually the mother. And if the mother is the sole earner of the family and she was to leave, 
the whole family is shattered, bro. And that's just it's just real. So, you know, then we left with the kids or the auntie or grandma, you know, the burden falls on them and you know, if we're not financially, mentally and physically prepared for that, you know, it, it becomes more of a burden. You know, and it becomes a ripple effect. It kinda of just tears the families up and then in some cases, you know, um kids get put in, in foster homes and you know, their families get broken up. So well, we we can we can prevent this lies. We can we can prevent this with insurance policies, man. Because I hate to say this, man, but I'm gonna say it because I'm a realist and I look at things a little more bluntly than than most people can handle. Now, not gonna sound right coming off my lips, but it has to be said because you know it is what it is. Now, scenario. Your brother, your sister, or somebody in your family that you're kind of close to, they have, you know, an untimely passing. They got a couple of kids, you know, a couple of kids, you know, they they may be young kids or they might be teenagers. It, it doesn't matter with the age. Sounds a little more difficult to deal with it, but at the end of the day, they're your nieces, your nephews, or whatever the case may be, grandkids, whatever. So, the loved one passes. You got one, two, two kids sitting there. Father's in their life, great. He can pick up the slack. If he's not, if he's not here, if he's in jail, if he's 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 gone, then the kids is out here by himself. So, you as a relative have the responsibility, or you took on the responsibility of taking care of these kids. Now. At first, it might look as a burden. Like, man, I got to raise these two kids. You know, it's going to be hard on me. And, you know, the first thing, you know, we do is like, okay, we can get a check for them. And don't let that be the motivation to take care of your brother or sister's children or your your your, your grandchildren or whoever you're related to. If they, if they leave here and the kids need somebody, if you got the capacity to take care of them, take care of them. You know, of course, they have some things in place now you know, uh, they could assist. But what if they didn't have things in place? What if the government just shut down and it was a wrap? We all out here on our own. We have to govern ourselves as we should govern ourselves anyway. That's that's the way it should be. That's the way it was supposed to be. The Republic and the Constitution was set up to we, we the people, we're supposed to govern ourselves. So what if we are governing ourselves? There is no assistance. We have to get it out the mud two babies. You got to step it up and bring those two babies in your household. You got to get back to family, man. We got to be real with one another and real about these situations that we're facing. So this scenario, you need two sides. You get the call. You at the funeral. Everybody's crying. You know, you might have a few family members in the church community or whoever you worship with might take up a collection. So you got these babies now. And your family member didn't have any any life insurance in place. So now, you know, like I said, the option, the quick option would be to try and get, you know, some assistance. If the assistance is available, good. If the assistance is not available, this is going to be a turning point for your life. So that becomes a burden. It's not, it's not comfortable, you know. 
hopefully the situation is it's a couple more uh, pieces of chicken or fish in the pot, some more rice and some beans, and, hey, we got to do what we got to do. I come from humble means, so I, I understand what it means to, to sleep on the floor, you know, um, hardwood floor, you know, and that was, that was, it wasn't like once or twice, that was common, you know, when when you had to spend some time over this place or over that place, you know, I had to sleep on the floor, you know, I had to, to do what I had to do, but if it was 10 of us in one house, it wasn't comfortable, but guess what? It was a roof over my head. Guess what? I had something to eat. So you got to look at that, man. You Weigh out the options. Would you want to be with your family, you know, and, and, and have humble means? Or would you rather be with strangers? And God knows what, all kinds of stuff could happen to you. Now, let's flip the situation. Your sister, your brother, or whomever, they left and entrusted you with their, their children. They pass away, you at the funeral. Now, mind you, you don't know. It does have the insurance policy in place. She wanted to leave the kids to you. You agreed while they were still living and breathing. You get the kids, and then an evil spirit person will, you know, look at it like, well, I can't take care of these kids. You know, you go into your thing, you know. Are you are you speaking from your, your higher self or your lower self? The love and the, and the true person, it'll kick in. And hopefully, you know, all of us, when it comes to our own blood, flesh and blood, you, you know, we wouldn't have that, that, that vibe. But I had to put it out there because some people, they do have that vibe. If it doesn't benefit them, they would rather turn and look the other way. But same scenario, you take the kids in, you're struggling, you know, you're looking at, you know, how hard things are going to be. You're trying to adjust your life to fit accordingly. And then, boom, you get that call. Um, we've been trying to contact you to let you know that your sister, she left a, a $300,000 life insurance policy for, for the kids. Man, do you know how many people will be trying to step up and say, let me help out, let me do this, let me do that, because they know it's a bag at the end of the table. That's crazy, man, but 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 it is real. It's real. It's real, you know? So that's what we're looking at, man. And that's a part of the accidental um, scenario that I was given. But let me go ahead and finish, because I don't want to stay too long on this topic. I see we got about... Uh, another five more callers, and I want to jump in there and ask some live callers to come on, see if I can get them on the show. Um, okay. Now, suppose some person uh, that had a life insurance policy with the accidental death coverage, although the loss would be irreversible and the family would still be in the same state of grief, in the back of their minds, they feel a little more secure because financially they, they left a strong foundation to work on. So putting the accidental death policy in with a term policy, you know, you know, if they go, they got the, the death benefit. And if it's an accident, that could double or triple that benefit. So if you have it to add, add it. If you don't, 
pray that you don't leave out of here in an accident. Because that could be, you know, one of them things. My thing is, what difference do it make if you pass naturally or through an accident? Why is it that insurance policies are even in place to have loopholes? You know, these are some questions that we need to ask the people that's providing the insurance. Like, why do we have accidental life and, and this, that, and the third? Why can't we just have an insurance policy in place? Well, if you die, whether you get killed, murdered, suicide. Now, suicide is another thing. You know, you, you can't just take your life for 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 the for the benefit of trying to come up. That's that's one that that that's off the table. I I would take that one off the table. But everything else, man, if you're paying money to a policy every month, year after year after year after year, and then you die. And this grimy insurance company want to find a loophole for a way not to pay your family. I think that's some bull. I'm going to be all the way real with you. So they need to reform their whole the life insurance um, spectrum when it comes to that, man. Because an accident and, you know, different ways that you can die and you're not covered is crazy. Okay, why do I have a ax? Why do I need an accidental life insurance policy? Well, I thought I pretty much covered that. <clears throat> um, I think her name is Connie. Connie, yeah, Connie seven three five. Yeah, um, if you you might have just jumped in on the call, so I'm not going to be disrespectful to your question, but. Um, why do you need a accidental death life insurance? Okay. <clears throat> On the average, talking about in the United States or in America, about a million people die from accidental death every year. That's the statistics on the average. That statistic, that statistic is staggering. It shows us how important it can be to have life insurance with the accidental uh, coverage attached to that. Especially if you travel a lot, especially if you're in an area that's, you know, high to um, earthquakes, hurricanes, volcanoes. If you're in a high-risk area or you travel a lot, you should have that accidental tagged on to your life insurance policy. Um when you're looking at quotes for these policies, you're going to see that most of these policies come with coverage for death and dismemberment. So when we're talking about accidents, it's not just about the ones which, uh, you know, lead to death. But uh, if somebody suffers from <clears throat> losses of limb, you know, uh, lameness terms, if you lose an arm or leg or something like that, um, this is covered under that as well. If somebody becomes paralyzed, if they lose their hearing, speech, or their sight, their vision, these things are covered under this accidental as well. But then the question, you know, I'll go back to why is it these things covered in the, you know, of one flat life insurance? But, you know, I'm not an insurance expert, so <clears throat> you have to take those questions up. <clears throat> is there a, a counter argument against having a life insurance with coverage of death and dismemberment. 
Good question. Uh, that was Tyrone. Is that my my man from from the city? No. Nah. Uh no, that's Ty Tyrone. From Dallas? Yeah. Tyrone from Dallas. Is there a counter argument against having a life insurance <clears throat> with the coverage of death and dismemberment? Yes, uh absolutely. Some claim that in any case your family is going to get your insurance money, whatever, may be the way you die. So why pay the extra premium to get coverage against accidental death? But such argument doesn't hold much ground if you have not made enough savings for your family to sustain if you're no longer there, such as the policy would definitely help. Yes, you would have to pay an extra premium for that, but are we that naive to think that getting some service or getting some service or free, of course, they will charge the higher premiums because, you know, they're providing a special facility for you. But there's one other allegation across the United States. There's been homicides where there have been killings in the family just to make the money out of insurance. And I was talking about that earlier with the, you know, with the, whole taking your own life, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the murders been tried to be positions as accidents when, you know, these family members, you know, it's wicked people to do this stuff, man. I mean, not really wicked, but you got to be really on some conniving stuff to try and, you know, kill somebody to get some damn money, man. I mean, I mean, if you plotting to murder somebody in your family to get some money, bruh, you don't deserve that money no damn way. And if you get it, I'm pretty sure the karma is going to come back on you to where it's going to be so cold-blooded the way you go, man. It's like, man, I wouldn't even... Don't play with the devil, man. <laughs> don't don't even play with it, man. And I ain't talking about no 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 dude with no horns. I'm talking about yourself, your lower self. You know, that is nothing but negative energy, man. So it's a bunch of positives, man, about these policies. So and and it's it's no harm in at least getting life insurance quotes, you know, for the accidental death. Um, I just want to, you know, give you give you the options and the alternatives out here, man. So let me get one more question out of here. I'm gonna go in the chat room for this one. Go deeper into the whole life insurance. Yeah, I knew that was coming. And um, we got about 20 20 minutes left in the show. I'm going to try and get this in here and give you some breakdowns on this whole life and explain it. I thought I I did a little bit, did a little bit on it in the first half of the show, but I'm going to go a little further into the whole life insurance. Okay. Uh, let me see if I want to explain about 
let me do the brief ex- explanation, and then I'll get into how much uh, you'll need, and then the calculation. So I'm a, I'm gonna go over verbatim some of my notes that I've taken, and uh, we're gonna go from there. Then I'm gonna jump into a little bit about the estate and the planning of the estate. See if we can get some of those uh, some of that info on this 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 blog. And I might do an additional blog on this on the continuum if uh, people in the archive, if they got some, some more questions, we'll dig a little deeper here. I'll do another show Monday. But as it sits right now, I'm doing shows on Wednesdays and Saturdays. I can do them more frequently, but I just need the the the, uh, the traffic. So y'all jump on here and y'all request me to do some additional shows. I'll do them. I try and, you know, get three shows a week going if if, if, if the, uh, the need is there. So whole life insurance, explain. If you decided to buy a whole life insurance policy, you're probably wondering how much coverage you're going to need. Coming up with the right answer will take some homework. So you got to do your work. You got to figure it out what's best for you because just like anything meticulous like this, nobody's is going to be the same. So don't put your situation in and compare it to somebody else's. You have to tailor insurance to you and your specific needs for you and your family. So first thing that I would do, I would do an inventory of all your finances and consider how your beneficiaries will maintain their lifestyles without you. So if you were taken out of the equation, how much would that affect your family and, and what needs to be replaced? Uh, you also want to remember to take into consideration uh, of inflation. And if you have children and, you know, if you're thinking about putting them through college or, you know, if they're thinking about starting a family business, these are the conversations that we need to have, man, because we can't have them when we're gone. So talk to your people, man. Talk to your family. Sit down with them and see, you know, what their dreams and their aspirations are and then plan accordingly with your insurance. So to figure out how much you would need, some experts – Say that in order to arrive to that amount of whole life insurance you need, you need to just multiply your annual salary by seven or eight. In the other uh, scenario with the term, we said by five or ten. So with this scenario, we said multiply your annual salary by seven or eight, and this is the whole life term. Or estimate the income that you will earn present age until your retirement age depending on where you are in life. If you're just getting into the workforce, might be a little different. If you're, you know, on the, on the back end where you might be coming up on retirement pretty soon, adjust that accordingly. Or just buy enough insurance to cover uh, your current debts. You know, just take care of everything that you owe because when you go from here, that those those debts, they fall on, on your family members, your loved ones, your kids. So be mindful of that, man. A lot of experts say that the best way to pinpoint a smart whole life insurance figure is by means of needs and analysis that is equivalent to your family's short-term needs plus their long-term needs minus their resources. I'm going to say that again because it's an equation. is uh, the equivalent to your family's short-term needs. What do your family need like right now in the next 30 to 90 days? plus your long-term needs the next five to 10 years minus their resources. So whatever resources they have, if they have income, if they have savings, if they have 
you know, they might have a car, they might have, you know, I don't know, minus that, and then what's left over for short-term and the long-term needs, minus what they have to bring to the table, and then you come up with that plan. Then they advise you to do an analysis at least once every three years or whenever you have a major life change, such as a new baby, a divorce, a death in a family, I suggest that, you know, you go back and look at these these uh, policies every year. You can, you know, you can do an analysis every three years if you want, but verify and make sure that your insurance is in place and you understand the terms every year because every year policies change. And if you got a good insurance agent or a broker, they'll they'll let you know what kind of changes are taking place. And with this government and administration that we have right now, there's no telling when, you know, this buck going to hit the insurance world. Because it's, it's going to be a trickle-down effect. And when the stock market crashes, not if, when the stock market crashes, it's going to be some life-altering things, man. Okay, I need that analysis that down for you. You add up your short-term needs, like I said, which are your final expenses, your outstanding debts, emergency expenses. And among your final expenses are your medical, your hospital, and your funeral expenses. And among your outstanding debts, such as credit card balances, auto loans, or college loans, you don't want to leave that burden on your family, man. So try and make sure that you got all of that covered in your policy so you can, you know, they can wipe that out. Add up your long-term debts, which would include, like I said, your mortgage, if you have one, your college tuition. Uh, best method uh, is to use the present average college cost, you know, over the United States and the number of years away that your children are from entering college. If, if you plan to have them attend college or if that's something that they want to do, you calculate your expenses such as, you know, child care, food, clothing, utilities, entertainment, travel, transportation. Put all these things in your uh, in your equation so you'll get a better estimate of 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 what you're leaving for them. So they have they'll have the means to travel. They have the means to, you know, transportation, their utility bills, the clothing. You want to calculate the stuff up man, the debts and your family maintenance expenses so if you can come up with that you know and kind of get them together for seven to eight years and come up with a number and then be committed to having the whole family chip in and pay if need be keep those insurance policies paid up man so you don't get a lapse in them and then the worst will happen when your insurance lapse so that's why i said you know if we can take care uh insurance at the beginning of the year that's the best Best method, man. You get your taxes or whatever the case may be, your refund, you come into a lump sum of money, pay your life insurance at least for a year, if not three to five. Just pay it, man. Get it out the way. Don't even look back. Pay it. Keep it bushing. Because <laughs> we blow money, you know, left and right. And that could, you know, that could cover us to where our family don't have to be, you know, scraping for change and frying fish to try and bury people, man. Sound funny, but it really ain't. It's real. Another thing you want to do is figure out what resources you have to meet your income needs. So subtract your resources from your total expenses. 
the figure you should get, the figure you get should represent the amount of whole life insurance that you should buy. So that equation, man, I know I kind of went over a lot really quick, but if you have any questions about, you know, how to estimate what you would need, the rule of thumb is on a term life insurance, you want to try and make your uh, between five times your annual salary. So whatever you're surviving on right now, you want to multiply that by five on the term. On the whole life, you want to multiply your annual salary by seven or eight. So those are the two that we went into uh, a little deeper on on the questions. And it's Saturday, people, and, you know, it's uh, we got about 15 minutes left on this call. I'm going to go over a brief analysis on estate planning. I did want to touch on that a little deeper, but I'm going to go over a few of my notes just uh, to give you all an overview of the estate planning process and uh, how that works in regards to the insurance, the life insurance. So I'm just going to answer a couple general questions, man, from my slide that I, w I would generally have in my live seminars. But uh, what is an estate plan? I guess that's the first question. An estate plan is a map. And this map reflects the way that you want your personal and your financial affairs to be handled in case of an incapacity or death. In a nutshell, that's what an estate plan is. It's a plan. It's a map. It's like, okay, if something has what's to happen to me, this is what I want done. Who needs an estate plan? Chances are you do. It's not just for the wealthy. Um, without an estate plan, you can't control what happens to your property if you die or become incapacitated. An estate plan makes your wishes clear and helps avoid family disputes. All have family disputes, especially if you got property, man. It's like people fight over things and money like you wouldn't believe at funerals, man. So, you know, we haven't had a whole lot of people to even fight over, you know, in my own personal experience, but just imagine if you did. Imagine if you had land, you know, uh, personal friend of mine is, is kind of dealing with that situation. Their family is, you know, in the midst of um, this property struggle. And, you know, that's probably going to end up being handled by some other people that don't have interest in the property, but they're going to be the ones to determine who gets it and who doesn't get it. And that's crazy. But things like that, we need uh, an estate plan if your your spouse isn't in, comfortable with financial um, activity. So, you know, if, if you're the breadwinner and your, your spouse really isn't comfortable with, with all this jargon and, you know, everything that comes with it, put put in the state in, in place, man, so she doesn't have that or he doesn't have that burden, you know, in your demise. If you have minor children, you definitely need an estate. <clears throat> your net worth, if your net worth exceeds the federal transfer tax exemption amount. And I don't think we're going to be uh, worried about this number, but, hey, somebody on this call might fit this 
scenario. The federal transfer tax exemption amount used to be $5,450,000 back in 2016. Now, they've recently raised that to eleven million two hundred thousand current year 2018-2019. So if yours is less, your estate exemption amount, then you don't have to worry about that too much. So you especially need it if you got that kind of bread <laughs> or that kind of, you know, when I say um, I don't mean money per se, but if you got property that's worth that amount, you know, in, in, in land, uh, gold, jewelry, you know, if it comes all together and, you know, you you can get that federal tax exemption. So you get an exemption on paying taxes on that. So those are the amounts that you would have to be concerned with. But I don't know nobody with $11 million. Hey, if, if I do know you and I don't know you got that kind of money, man, holler at me. So we can, we can uh, invest in a few things. You know, let me help you ex- ex- exp- expansionate that. <laughs> okay, uh, last two things on this estate, man, because it looks like we got about 10 minutes. I want to get through a few of these topics so we can roll them over. Like I said, I might do a, a, a Monday a Monday show for about an hour just to hit on this estate planning. Now, if you own property in more than one state, you definitely want to do this. Because uh, from state to state, things are different. And if you're a little more adverse to what states really are, then you understand that states are more like territories or more like uh, countries. They're they're treated as such. You think about it, every state has their own state flag. That's not by accident. I ain't going to go too too, too, too far into that, but y'all might want to check that out. Do some research on some of the things that I drop in here, man. I drop a lot of little small gems just to see if people really going to pick up on them and, you know, hit me up. You know, (laughs) I be getting little inboxes when I'm, you know, doing these shows. and I see you. I see you guys. They be listening. They be watching. Now, your financial privacy is a concern. You definitely want to get in the state plan. The state plan takes it off the table from the public in your business. You don't want to probate all up in your business. When you get your estate, it's a private estate, you know, that's your business, and that's how it should be. And if you own a business, if you own your own business, you definitely want to get an estate plan. Um, the basic estate planning concepts you're planning for death, uh, wills and probate, tax basics, life insurance, trust, time gifting, um, if you're planning for incapacity. Let's go into some of these real quick. I think I got about five or six minutes. So if you're planning for incapacity, elderly people, uh, Incapacity can strike anyone at any time. Failing to plan means a court would have to appoint a guardian. Lack of planning increases the burden on your guardian or your guardian's guardian. <laughs> your guardian's decisions might not be what you want. You know, like I said, we're, we're kind of going through some of that right now. Uh, oh, I know some piece, people that's personally going through that right now. So planning for incapacity in regards to health care, uh, durable power of attorneys for health care, 
uh, planning for and capacity for your property. That's more of stuff, you know, your management tools. Uh, is it a joint ownership? Do you have a living trust? Uh, back to the dual power of attorneys. When you have a dual power of attorney, unless you designate an agent to make decisions on your behalf, uh, you can use it in other states. Uh, you won't be able to self-gift unless you specify. And self-gifting is basically giving something to someone where they, you know, they wouldn't have to pay taxes and things like that. When you do it in an estate, then you can do that. And they have a limit on how much you can gift per year. Uh, so these are, you know, minor details you can get into. Uh, but what happens if you die without an estate plan? Property passes automatically to a joint owner or a designated beneficiary. All other property generally passes according to state intestacy laws. Now, that is, is, is scary, man. So an intestacy, what is an intestacy? An intestacy laws vary from state to state. But the typical interstate distribution pattern will go like this. The husband <clears throat> or the father, then the wife would get a half, and the children would get a fourth. And that's the scenario if you got two kids. Spouse would get like the first 20K, and then 50% will remain with the children divided up equally. So, I mean, that's that's pretty standard. But, you know, like I said, it varies from state to state, man. Um, when you get into your wills and your probate, that's a little different. A will is the cornerstone of an estate plan. It directs your property or how your property is going to be distributed. It names the executor and the guardian of your children. And it can accomplish other estate planning goals, minimizing your taxes. It's written and is signed by you and a witness. Um, when you have an estate, you want to get a tax ID number and you want to file taxes on that uh, for the tax benefits and to make sure that, you know, you don't get into a situation where it's coming for you. Trust accounts, when you set up trust accounts, they bypass the probate. But anything that it bypasses, the will will catch it. So you need to understand that <laughs> when the trust is set up, the will will catch anything that uh, it's not caught by the trust. The will will catch it. So the executive of the state, uh, you want to make sure they have their checking account and they distribute it equally, uh, and then they close the state. That's how, you know, the things work. In that in that realm, so the wills and probate, the probate process, most wills probated. A will is filed with the probate court. Executor collects the assets, pays the debts, files the tax returns, and then distributes the property to the heirs. Typically, the process lasts you know several months to a year. So when you, when you're caught up in probate, man, the money could get 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 caught up in, you know, about at least a year before, you know, everything is distributed. But uh, if you got your estate together, man, you don't have to worry about probate. So it's pros and cons for the probate. One of the pros, I'm going to give you real quick before we offer here, the pros, you got the time and the cost are typically modest, and you have court supervision. 
and you have protection against creditors. Cons can be time-consuming for complex estates, uh, title transfer delays, fees, ancillary, be, ancillary probate, and a public record. If you want to avoid probate, uh, an estate plan can be designed to control which assets pass through probate or to avoid probate completely. Um, owning property jointly with rights to survivorship, complete beneficiary designations, uh, forms of property such as IRAs, retirement plans, and life insurance. But use trust and make lifetime gifts, man. But trust accounts is the safest way to, to go about doing this stuff the way you want to do it without having people in your business, man. So if you want to avoid probate court, get you a trust account, man. Set up a will because it's going to catch everything that, you know, the, the, the trust in your state doesn't catch. So just be mindful of some of those things, man. I'm going to get, you know, we can get deeper into the estate planning because that's not something I did want to rush over. But I did want to uh, spend more time on life insurance and giving y'all a little overview over the process and, and what, what entails of it, man. So it's not a scary thing. It's not really expensive. It can get expensive if you, you know, you're trying to leave million-dollar policies, and you should for uh, elderly people and people that, that, that may be, you know, on their last leg or whatever. So keep that in mind, man, and, and, and come together with your family, man, and try and get – you know, a family trust together, um, y'all pitch in, you know, on the uh, life insurance policy, life insurance policy for the uh, the elder, elders in your family if they can't pay them. And just make sure you have something in place for your people, man, and they, and they demise. So I'm going to wrap this up, man. Peace to the guys again. Peace to uh, all my people out there that's checking in. If you're hearing this on the archives, peace and blessings. And don't forget to hit that donate button, man. Y'all be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rough sketch. Rough sketch. Uh, what's the difference between me and you? You, you. What's the difference between me and you? You, you. Uh, what's the difference between real and fake? What's the difference between love and hate? are different and let me be more specific before you answer that in your head let this marinate saying you real but love jacking people for bricks and chips and then when it happens to you you look at them like you ready to retaliate on the people that did it and you in the same business that you got yourself in and that's like a pure jealousy and hate cause you love to do it but think nobody else will that's why I installed it in my head to do the things that I feel that's more important to get in a gorgeous woman or flossing or having paper so long if it feels you would get lost and I'm trying to grab right by the head and stun the game like the office cause nowadays it's rarely seen from CMC to do that quite often so I sit back enjoy life for every day that I breathe and do this music till it's time for me to leave you know you talk about film flashy